Welcome to Double Burst, the podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 35. In this episode, we'll be discussing the first turn three rolling dice rule, um, both in terms of change and for new players prime basic actions and wrapping it all up with an errata that with the super rare emma frost so let's kick it all off with a discussion about the three dice first turn rule okay guys we are here with ken Pull and dr j um no rules forum update this week for this episode but this is kind of related to rules right dr j yeah and we'll probably get one we'll just probably get some rulings on monday or the day after after we record, we record. Yeah. so we'll have it on the next episode so <laughs> um what we wanted to talk to you guys about which we realized is going to be is for some people it's just become second nature but we have realized you know since december where a lot of people get gifts and stuff there has been a rule change that won't be in a rule book for at least another couple months um, potentially up to half a year. Yeah, this this actually went into effect back in, what was it, November? November, yeah. And so what we're talking about is the three dice rule, f- first turn rule change, where before it used to be you draw four sidekick dice and then you roll all four. Now you draw four sidekick dice, put one into the out of player in transition, and then roll the three and go ahead with that. Um, so it... it you know, it's not that big of a change for a lot yeah, of it. It only affects the very first person on mm-hmm. the very first turn of the game. It's not a persistent thing that keeps yeah. going. But since it's not in the rule books, some new players may have not ever been playing with this. I think we were talking about it. Somebody had just barely started playing Dice Masters and picked up a, a starter, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you probably don't know about this rule change that's not written anywhere in the rule book." Yeah, this this could with with tournament season kind of ramping back up in the near future it could be an issue for anyone who's attending their first organized events or whatever you know people making the jump from casual to competitive yeah so so where do we want to kind of start as a new player how does drawing three versus four can actually make a difference because i mean if you're a new player it's harder to kind of be able to tell how how that would change your game well the way that it used to work was you draw the four dice and especially in competitive events you save two for PXG yeah, and buy a two-cost two character. PXG or buy a two-cost character, you buy a three-cost character in PXG, and it would really give the person who went first a huge advantage. Um, but actually, now what it kind of does is if you decide to go first, it gives you sort of like a mini turn, and you're going second. I mean, that's kind of the way that it's changed. Um, for example, on your first turn, you roll three dice. You can't buy that three-cost character and then PXG, or you can't buy that three cost character and chalkboard it over you can't buy you can buy a two cost character and potentially pxg but it's really going to limit you on your options um and so you can't go into buying seven cost characters on your second turn or whatever and so it's really like giving the second player the first turn the real first turn and then you're mm-hmm. just kind of taking the second turn but you have a little bit of an advantage yeah well yeah and it kind of ch- just changes your mindset on how you play if you do go first um, I mean, has it changed any of your guys' kind of brewing ideas when you're thinking about it? Like, what happens if I go first and I can't? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of made it so that you have to have something that you can do. Um, it in, in a draft, I know that I always try to pick up. I, I take even more care now to try and pick up a two or three cost character if I end up, for if I end up going first. 
um, when I'm building constructed. I've always tended to play aggro, so build, like having cheap characters in constructed was never really a problem for me. But it it's definitely changed um, that first turn in the way that it works. That like like Jared was saying, no no more PXG really or uh, less of it. For yeah, the first player. Uh, the I know that in a lot of my um, a lot of my builds, it was first turn was always buy big entrance and PXG. Now it's I can buy big entrance or I can buy something cheaper in PXG and maybe get that big entrance later, which isn't anywhere near as effective. Yeah, it, it's also really going to change Prime, I think, because one of the main sources of ramp in Prime is Superhero Registration Act, or I think it might be. It should as, be. It should be. It's probably <laughs> the most effective form of ramp outside of Professor X Global. Um, and so when you're going first, you can't buy the first one unless you have a red dragon or something on your team. Um, but if you go second... And you can't have a red dragon because yeah, it's not and prime. you can't have a red dragon because it's not in Prime. <laughs> so really, you, in Prime, you can't buy it first if you're going first. So the strategy there would probably be go second. So yeah, you can it actually makes you think about if you want to go first or second in terms of your teams. I've noticed I've done that a lot more now where it used to be like, I'll go first automatic it used to just be automatically I'll go oh, yeah. first. Yeah. well it used to be a huge advantage and now it's you have to have uh more of a tactical plan for it i've definitely deferred to going second many times if i have a good plan for going first i'll take it because if you if you can make it work for you it can yeah. still be advantageous and, but yeah. it's you, not always advantageous yeah, have, have you ever kind of uh, done the I, i've looked across the field and saw that most of my my opponent's characters were four costs or higher and you're like and you you win the the roll or the coin flip or whatever and you're like you purposely want them to go first because yeah. you know you you've just set them at a, a half at least half a turn disadvantage because they can't buy anything yeah. yeah or on the other side of that you look across and you go well it looks like they've got a plan, so I guess I'll take the first turn, and you're intending to buy that, that sweet early turn three-cost character, and you roll two energy and a sidekick. There's oh. just less room for error for that <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so That first turn is a lot less forgiving. Uh, and if you roll a sidekick on the first turn, I mean, it might as well just be a wasted turn. You might as well just go roll the other two characters and hope you get more sidekicks. Right? When, I, when I would build teams before, I'd always say, let's just make sure I have a three-cost character for my first turn. You know, you got to have at least one three-cost character. Now it's like, well, if i got to have a two-cost character because if I roll that sidekick, I'm going to be hosed. And this kind of happened to me last night when we did our little uh, double-burst chaos draft. It was absolute chaos. Um I didn't. I drafted one two cost character with one die, and I drafted one three cost character with one die, and everything else was four cost. And Russ made me go first, and I was like, "I'll buy my three cost character," and I felt really pigeonholed with only having three dice. So, especially when you're doing a draft, make sure that you've got multiple cheap characters available to you. Yeah, and understand the sets that you're drafting out of, because there are some sets that are a lot more expensive in general in terms of purchase costs than um so, you know some of our some sets so you may you, that's something you want to keep in mind when you go into the drafting right yeah definitely older sets have a lot of expensive characters and the newer sets tend to have cheaper characters so keep that in mind if you're drafting older sets it's going to be hard maybe to to form a good team that's going to give you an advantage going first yeah and also with with that uh, only dr rolling three dice on your first turn, it can be quite a bit harder to recover from a whiffed first turn. 
So if you've got a three cost character and your plan is to get that on the first turn and you you roll two energy and a sidekick, you've got to do something with that. And then on your next turn, if that three cost character was your plan, you're buying a three cost character and you've got one extra energy. At that point, you're kind of hoping that it's a sidekick, but it it just changes that whole thing. And it can get, uh, it also like with Professor X Global Legal, it's a little bit easier to recover from that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But without that in Prime, uh, a lot of, like, not just Superhero Registration Act, but Superhero Registration Act, uh, Special Delivery, there's a few, like, the ramp cards, it seems like most of those actions are for cost. So if you don't, if you whiff your first turn for either player and you can't use something to use a global to get ramp, you might be losing out on ramp for those first couple of turns. Yeah, and so kind of, I, I don't know, would you, would you advise people to always kind of plan for the worst possible scenario, when, when, especially with this, new, with, with this new-ish rule it's, um, in terms of knowing what to do when you only get that two energy instead of your three? I would advise the same thing I always advise. Practice as much as you can. Show up with a plan. Work your plan as best you can and be ready to change your plan on the fly. You know, practice going first, practice going second, practice going first and just set a sidekick down and decide what you're going to do with the other two dice, you know, have a have a plan for when things go badly. Yeah, definitely. Like like he said, plan on only having two energy on your first turn, Um, because if you don't have anything you can do with two energy on your team, you may have just wasted your entire first Mm -hmm. turn advantage and you basically be going second and your opponent will have four dice. It's going to be really, really bad for you if you don't have some two-cost character that you can buy, maybe a couple of action. Yeah, or two-cost action. I mean, there's not a lot of great two-cost actions out there that you want to buy on the first turn, but at least it's something. Um, And remember, the odds that you're going to get the energy that you need in two dice is much less than when you rolled four dice before. Um, Let's say I have a Constantine, and I roll a sidekick and no shields. That, and that's my only two-cost character, I've just wasted that energy. So you probably want a couple of different energy-type characters that are two-cost on your team for that first turn alone. If you can, or be, or if you can bring some uh, early, early utility yeah. globals mm-hmm. yeah. or, or energy fixers. or I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do. It's just sort of plan it and be ready for it, which obviously that plan, that advice doesn't work at all for a draft you you build your team and then <laughs> oh, you play it you know you, you, you want to know how you plan for that just roll terrible all the time and then you're just like okay let's just roll with this, punches this is point. my life and nothing has changed <laughs> yeah it's okay um, it's all fine you can i like if you uh find yourself being like particularly uh troubled by the possibility of going first there's always cheap basic actions that you can put on your mm-hmm. team um yeah if if you're Doing something with Batman affiliation, Dark Avengers only two. That's a great one. With yeah, anything that has Batman. It's affiliation. Not, not like you and I had a, a, a wonderful game of just straight Dark Avengering me down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it works. <laughs> like it's one of those things that it's uh, it definitely doesn't work for every team. But if you if you're doing any kind of draft that has Batman affiliation, you pick up a Batman affiliation. You've got nothing else that fits that two or three cost slot. I would absolutely recommend putting it on there just because it gives you something to buy that first turn. Yep. If you don't have Bat family affiliated characters, don't bring Dark Avenger because Russ did that at a at a draft recently, and I had 
trusted friend is one of my was one of my basic <laughs> actions. I just bought up all of his bought up all of his uh, Dark Avengers and was just using the global to make my sidekicks Bat Family characters and pinged him. Um, he still ended up winning miraculously, but that was not a good idea on his part, especially since he was drafting completely out of Justice League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, if any of you guys are kind of, uh, you know, we want to hear what you guys think about this three rule change. Did any of you guys not even know it existed until you listened to this podcast? Because we do know that it's going to take, it's not coming out in the next two sets. Yeah. Because those rule books were printed after or yeah, before the, they, they actually made the rule change. So we've, we've still got the turtles, the, the second turtles set coming out and the Iron Man War Machine starter set coming out and those will not have the rule. The rule will first appear in an official rule book in the, what is it, the Superman and Batman, Wonder Woman Batman, starter? Isn't, uh, Batman's just a feed. It's Batman, not going to have okay, yeah, yeah, Superman, have a Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. So Superman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah, exactly. I believe. Which mm-hmm. might be almost some midsummer, so yeah, it, it's a little while. With, at the rate that things get delayed, it could be that late. I want to say that right now it's on the schedule for either April or May. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they can make that work. Yep. So yeah. let us know your guys' experience with this three dice first turn rule. Um, and speaking of Dark Avenger and basic actions, uh, we will uh, be going on into our next segment where Diego and Steve will be talking about prime basic actions. All right, guys, we are back with the Brown Messiah and Steve the Sage. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? Oh, we're doing great over here. Um, I'm doing fairly well. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for, for kind of this segment because as we are ramping up in 2017, I think people are looking forward to, you know, your normal WizKids events, but the new hotness right now is the PDC Prime format. And one of the big changes is the basic action uses in all of them because we've cut down from, what is it, 12, 13 sets Mm -hmm. down to three right now, soon to be five. I think it's actually closer to maybe 10 sets um, that had starters because we also did have Deadpool, uh, Green Arrow, Flash, and... The turtles. Doctor Strange yeah. and Turtles. Yeah. No, no, Turtles mm-hmm. has had basic actions, yeah. but oh, um, that's true. But yeah, yeah. But it was a severe. It's a severe cut cut off. So I, I think it's a good time to kind of review some of these newer basic actions, as those ones will be the ones that be legal to use in kind of all the sets. So we're down to actually just three sets uh, worth of basic actions. Uh, you're going to be uh, using the world's finest basic actions, the turtles' basic actions, and the civil and war. The civil yeah. war. Basic and this action. is the time of our recording. We do know that in February there. There are two two more sets coming out and beyond that. So, But this is so far, this is our current outlook. If you're already starting to brew Prime teams, this is what you have to work with. Yeah. Um, we're kind of going to be shuffling these into four kind of different categories here. Uh, mainstays, um, these are going to be your top tier cards that you're probably going to want to use. Uh, and you're probably familiar with. Yeah, um, you're also going to be using. These are just going to be the popular ones, uh, yeah. especially the ones we use. Right, and, and and if you don't know some of these, it is probably a good idea to get familiar with these because yeah. they they are. I mean, let's start out with our first favorite one, which is Superhero Registration Act. Right. Is, oh, of course, this is a family favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a really really big popular one that we have here, uh, especially in our local meta. Uh, meta. If uh, you're not aware of what it does. Um, Superhero Registration Act is a four-cost basic action. It says draw and roll two dice. It has enlistment. Enlistment uh, says instead draw and roll three dice unless your opponent KOs an opposing character die. So um, you ask your opponent if they're going to KO a character. If they do, then you um, only draw the two dice. But if they don't, you draw three dice. This is going to be an uh, excellent way to... Ran- or n- 
Yeah, this is going to be your churn. Your your churn and your it, ramp. It is, it's your ramp and churn, and it is amazing in early game. If you have never played this in an early game, it's gotten to the point where it's a common joke around here in our meta is like, let's just skip the first three turns where all of us just end up and put two superhero registration acts in our bag to yeah. speed this thing up. Yeah. Um, and, and actually now with the rule change that we just talked about, um, it's the first four turns. Yeah. But you, the basic... Use of that is that you're using the superhero registration act to kind of ramp into your bigger characters, um, the things that you want to get out early on your teams. Yeah, and, and just to, just to get your dice out of your bag. Yeah, that and you want. what's great about it too is, sure, using one is great because you're going to get two or three die. Um, what what's the powerful part about it is if you can chain at least two of them, you just essentially went through your entire bag on turn four. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, like like we said, excellent churn tool. Uh, the next one that we're going to mention is uh, the front line. The front yeah, line. Yeah, that is, one's seen a lot of tournament play. Yeah, it's big, really really big, also, uh, really big with the uh, beholder teams. I've also seen it on some bar teams. I've also seen it with some sidekick teams. Uh, it's this worked is, w- really well with the uh, uncommon Professor Zoom. Yeah, exactly. anything that can go unblocked because um, the, um, the front line adds plus three attack to every character that goes mm-hmm. goes through unblocked. Yeah. Um, it also does have a global uh, pay a fist target opponent posing character die can't block this turn unless your opponent pays one life. Uh, you don't usually end up using that, um, but it, from it, my experience. Yeah. But, but it, it is there. it's a good way to kind of chip a little bit more too because that that plus three is so you know huge depending yeah, on yeah. your characters getting through. But if you know sometimes you may need, just need that one or one or two left. That may that may be the one one thing that will push you over. It's if, if it's enough to get your opponent to uh, zero, then that's all you need. Um, the, the other one I'm going to go ahead and put on uh, the top tier list is Dark Avenger. Um, I, I really like that one. This is a two-cost Dark Avenger. Um, I see I see Dr. J over there shaking his head over at me, but I, I'm going to stand by this right here. Uh, I'm I'll, gonna, I'll stand with you on that. It's a two-cost basic action, and I, I look at this as a weaker power bolt, um, whereas you have uh, deals one... So the action, it does deal one damage to target a uh, player or character. If you have an oppo- or an active Batman character, instead deal two damage. Also has a global pay a bolt during your turn. Deal one damage to target player if you have no character dice in the field. Um, so the way I see this is if you are going to play a team like me and you play the, I don't know, the Rare Storm from a uh, Deadpool set, and which allows you to deal one damage to target player or character, every time you're using this action, you're doing two damage. And then if you pair it with like a Batman a Batman affiliate character, yeah, you're and, doing two more damage. Or and, you're doing an additional damage. And you're and it a lot of the formats have a Batman character like Oracle. Right, right. And or, yeah. or Barbara Gordon or Batman uh, characters Batgirl. that you're gonna want to use uh, yeah. Oracle. Or or you wing. could have a Batman character such as Dick Grayson, who's a little more expensive. But hey, he comes with a global that allows you to give the Bat family affiliation out. So you could use it on a sidekick and then you use mm. use Dark Avenger. There you go. Same, you know, same, same effectiveness right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm my next uh, one that I have. I don't know what you have, Steve. Um, if you wanted to mention one, but my next one actually kind of also transitions to second in second tier, and I'm going to go with Enraged. With um, a D. Yeah. yeah. Enraged. Yes, exactly. With enraged. A D, because there is a basic action that is enraged. But yes, enraged uh, is essentially a reprint of Throne Car. It says up to two. It's a four cost basic action. Up to four. Excuse me. Up to two of your character dice get plus one and overcrush until the end of the turn. So I use, I see this as a mainstay in the second tier because sometimes all you if you have those two beefy characters in the field, 
and they just need overcrush or something just to get through and finish through, that's that's going to be a great way to go. Yeah. And I, 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 this this kind of fits in that same mold as Turtle Van. Oh yeah. yeah Spe- speaking of overcrush, Turtle Van is probably one of the ultimate counters for for overcrush. Period. Yeah. It really uh, is. Turtle Van is a con- two cost continuous action. You may send this die to use pile to prevent all damage to target blocking character. If you're not aware of this one, uh, this is. I love this one actually a lot. This is a really really cool way. If you have those characters that need to stay active, you can keep them alive while they're in the field. Also, with the uh, new. Uh, three dice on the first turn. You can buy one of those if you if you happen to roll you side can check. Chalkboard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's another one um, I have on second tier. Second tier, another one um, is Vigilante Justice. Yeah, I, oh, re- this, re- I this, really like this, this one. T- this card in the right team is brutal. So with, with Vigilante Justice, its ability is um, for every character that. Your, that is of your character dice that is KO'd this turn. KO a target opposing non-Bat family character die. Um, do this once for each of your character die KO'd. So it is, you know, I think some of us may know somebody who likes to KO things a lot. Nah, uh, I don't. Wait, who would? Yeah. We leave him to his delusions. Um, but <laughs> it, it, it allows a way not only to get that KO effect, but a one-up. You get to also remove a character that could potentially be... Um, pesky on the field like i've kn- i've i've known that russ has used it to get rid of my uh ronin many a time and it's just straight up annoying um oh yeah but if you're playing a bat family versus bat family team this is almost essentially useless right steve oh yes <laughs> we're like well i guess we're only playing with three basic actions <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I have an on my I have a next one here of tactical cover. Uh, this is a three cost basic action. Uh, your character dice get plus two defense, and then it says on either burst. Also, target uh, character dice gets plus three defense. Um, and, and then, then it, has it has the has global, global. Yeah. Uh, that says pay a shield. Target character die gets one defense. The way I look at this one is just it's it, you're kind of looking mostly at the global, but if you need something to like boost your attack or your defenses just to kind of survive. Say you have a bunch of weak or low cost, low value defense characters and you have let's say, you know, this, this works really well with characters who have deadly. Sometimes those deadly characters, you just need that top end a little bit high, uh, the bottom end a little bit higher. So they'll survive themselves for the next round. So you don't have to reroll it. This is a good way to kind of boost those up and keep them going. Right, exactly. Uh, you can also look at this. There are also some other basic actions that deal like one damage, or even characters that deal one damage to Nitro, that each other, and so, <laughs> and so you, and so this is an excellent way to kind of protect them or something like that. Um, what do you got, Steve? What's, uh, what's you, what do you got one on this on this second tier? Uh, I was going to bring up um, some of the ones from. Uh, Civil War, I think, mm-hmm. uh, Escape Incarceration. Yeah, I actually have that on Yeah, six, Escape six, Incarceration is is a really good one, especially if you're using a character that could potentially go unblocked or an action die that you'll be using a lot. Um, the, one of my favorite things to do is to, to use an Escape Incarceration to move another Escape Incarceration over one more time because sometimes you just need your ba- you know, that bag or you use pod just to cycle that one extra turn so you can get whatever you need over. Um, it works really well. Like it's it's kind of weird when you think about it, but it 
you're like, yeah, this kind of makes sense. I also yeah. s- I also see it as helpful as when you have one character and that's active in your field and you would require that uh, character to be active all the time, but say it gets KO'd, say it somehow that re- leaves the field and you have that on your turn and you whiff on it, that's another chance that you can buy another a second character die and then be a, being able to roll it on the next turn. Well, I, I just think that anytime you can put something into your prep area, that's a good thing. Right, yeah. No, I agree. That's And that's e- what I'm e- saying. Even if it's just a sidekick, if that's all you have and you happen to draw that, nothing, there's nothing in your use pile and there's no way to put anything in your use pile, put a sidekick over. That gives you five dice to roll the next yeah, turn. Yeah, and let's not forget about its resistance ability, which I have not, oh, yes. I have not been able to trigger that consistently. But if a character Character die you controlled was KO'd this turn. Move another die from your use pile to your prep area. So this actually is one of those dies that you may want to wait until um, you get to your attack step right. to use because potentially your your opponent may ping off a character before your attack step and you can get two for two for one instead of just one. Yeah, it's yeah. just a good way to minimize your losses at that point. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to talk about Brother... Uh, Fights Brother. Yeah, I really like this Th- one. This is a really good one. I haven't been able to use this one as often as I'd like to, um, just because it's not one that comes to my mind at first. But the, now that The four cost is a little prohibitive for what it does, right. but what it does in the right deck and in the right hands, it can be really yeah, good. Yeah, so, so its ability, if you guys haven't used it before, is each player KOs a character they control, and it also has a global that says pay a shield when a character die you control is KO'd, gain one life. And, that's, and do not overlook that one. Yeah, that's a, definitely a good way to mitigate some ping damage or any sort of, you know, really, and, you know, just to keep you alive for that extra turn really is all that you need. Well, I mean, look at it this way. You have to KO one of your characters. Why not get a life out of it? Exactly. Um, I also like this one. Um, just it's also some nice removal. I like removal, you know, even if even if your opponent even still it's, has Even a though choice. it's not Storm. Don't let's not talk about that. Yeah, I, no, I like if, if you want to if you want to see a good trigger, just bring Storm on your team to play against Diego. Oh, it's amazing. Please don't please don't do that. It just hurts <laughs> so bad inside. Uh, yeah, so it's just and like I said, it's great. It's not ideal removal, but I think it's good removal. Yeah. Um, I uh, and then now I kind of want to. We can do these situational ones that sure. I am really kind of thinking about lately now and, that I've been talking about Prime. Do not underestimate these. They're going to mm-hmm. and these the next two categories do not underestimate what we talk about because they they do work. Yeah, they they definitely do work. The first one is trusted friend. Oh, I love trusted um, friend. You're bringing I, it just for the global, right? Yeah, Basically, yeah. Um, <laughs> I see. I so Steve, why don't you tell me? Because I've actually never used this basic action before, and oh, I've, I and, I've, and I I actually think it's kind of crap. But <laughs> oh, there, it, you tell me. <laughs> there's so many things that that you could use the Batman and the Superman affiliation. I mean, think about it, Kryptonite. If you can make them a Superman family, okay. You all know. right, all right, yeah, you get the extra. You get the extra buff yeah, so, on it. So, yeah. so for its abilities, the first Bat family or Superman character to die you purchase this turn costs one less. This is why I think both Diego and I are like, yeah, the ability kind of sucks, but the global, it, it the really global, does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the because I mean, like, if you're going to do that, just save the energy to buy said character because the math works out that you're actually paying more with this, I believe. Um, the, but the global is where it's good. Is pay the mask. Target character die gains either Batman affiliate or Bat family affiliation or Superman family affiliation until end of turn. 
Right. So anytime you need that affiliation, whether on your team or on your opponent's team, you use that. Uh, there's a lot like Doomsday. If you can make uh, some of your opponent's characters Superman family affiliation, mm-hmm. he's going to work just great. All right. Okay, cool. Well, maybe I'll give it a shot, yeah, but I'm still not convinced. <laughs> it's, uh, like, 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 that's, like, that's why this is kind of in the situational situation. Theory. You've got to have the right team set up for this. You can't just yeah. slot it in. Uh well, okay, so then the next one I'm going to go into is one that we actually played against each other was Driven Underground. Um, yeah, so that's a good one. I And the ability on this it is uh, So it's a three cost, and it's KO target blocking character die, and on the double burst side, the best burst side, also deal one damage to target opponent. It also has a global pay a bolt, deal one damage to target character die that has already been damaged this turn. This is one of the few basic action cards that I'll mention to people and people go directly to the global and say, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't seem great. And I'm like, no, it's for the actual action. Yeah. You you're going to use it the for the action. action. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the way that you were using it, you were using it with an overcrusher. Yeah. But because you, because of the same, you know, the adage of once blocked, always blocked since they're considered blocked, they're still going to take that. Your opponent's going to take that over. Yeah. So damage. yeah, the, the way the math works is that they'll declare blockers then you use your Driven Underground. It KOs the character prior to the damage being applied uh-huh. with the Overcrush. And then now, since there's not a character a defense number for you to compare, it's, it's all for all senses zero. So you, so your opponent will take the full attack of whatever your Overcrush character is at. Yeah, and that's actually mm-hmm. pretty sweet. I like that a lot when seeing it. Um, another one that I was thinking about the other day was Internal Dispute. Yeah, we tried that one. We were we, we tried we, that one we, yesterday. We tried that yesterday in our Chaos Draft. And it it is kind of situational, but it's actually pretty I think it's play. pretty good removal. So it's a four-cost basic action Internal Dispute. Um, target opposing character die deals damage equal to its attack to a different target opposing character die. Uh, the way the simplistic way that I put this is, you're making those characters fight each other. Yeah, um, you're yeah, making one of them. It's, fight. it's one way, but it's you're a, making one of yeah. them fight. But, it, but essentially, <laughs> essentially, if you're picking the largest character on your opponent's side, you'll be KOing anything else that's on their their side of the, exactly. the field. Yeah, so. you can just use like, uh, let's say they have a blam or a Black Lantern Aquaman or Black Lantern Anti Monitor in their field. Um, the only anti-monitor in the, this game. <laughs> the <Yes>. best anti-monitor <laughs> in this game. He's tops out, I think, at like an eight or something like that. That's eight damage to deal with something that's being annoying or something that's got really high defense. Really, really cool. Yeah, because essentially what you're doing now is you could... What, what I like to do with it is actually use it to take out a chump blocker and force your opponent to use whatever the big guy to block with it. So now it's a kind of a two for one. You got rid of the chump blocker and you're forcing them to use the character that they would have n- n- not used if they had the chump blocker and that could potentially get him out of the field. Gee, I wonder who you did that to. <laughs> he did that to me, guys. <laughs> I wonder. It was, it was brutal. Um, <laughs> no, so the next are actually, these these ones that I actually have under, under situational for me are also kind of bleed into out of the box. Yeah, so, the box so these actually. are like way out in the field. These are the, these are KO the, King the, uh, <laughs> basic actions so, that, you, that he may want to look at yeah. here. So um, Russell, uh, these, these are actions that I've actually, some of them I've actually tried 
and had marginal success with them, but in the rights, you know, you, you got to really have your team tooled tooled to, to use, to, to use yeah. these, and they can be very effective if you do it right. So my first ones that I have are kind of the are kind of similar, um, but a little different here. So the first one is give me a break, um, and the second one is kryptonite threat. Give me a break is target non-turtle character die can't block until the end of turn. So yeah, if you ever wonder what happened to Relentless, it got turned into a turtle's yeah, action die. Exactly. Um, it has a global also that says payable until the end of turn when a character die is assigned a block, deal it one damage. Uh, so you can use this. Um, I was actually just, oh, I had a th thought just popping in my head. You could pair this with a f force block, couldn't you? Uh, yes. And anyways. Discussion for a different date. Uh, the action <laughs> itself is, uh, you know, you kind of have to tune your team, like you said earlier, to force something to block. Um, there's sometimes there are certain situations where you have like a big uh, overcrusher. You know, this is an excellent situation for that, where you can force a block, force a chump blocker on their opponent. Mm -hmm. They're going to take more overcrush yeah. damage. Or if you just, you know, you you get to that point where you know your team's fast enough, or you've realized that in your testing that your opponent tends to always have that one extra character, this may be what you want to slot in to get rid of that extra character so you can go in and swing for the win. The uh, And then Kryptonite Threat is essentially the same thing, although it's target character die can't block until the end of turn. And then on the burst sides, it says also draw a draw a die from your bag and add it to your prep area. Yeah, so, so it's a little extra yeah. ramp, um, and it's four cost instead of three cost. And it... Gets rid of a pesky blocker. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, they're essentially the same thing. Now, mm -hmm. these ones, I think these are the exciting ones. Actually, I think field promotion is an interesting one. Yes. Um, and that one is from Civil War, and, and it, it says spin all, all your character dice up one level, and on its burst and double burst side, instead spin all your character dice up to level three. Mm -hmm. This could be kind of cool. Yeah, if you have a team that has characters that are heavy on its level three side. Um, like a Hal Jordan, it would be so awesome to I, just spin them up to level three. I was just thinking, you know, if you're playing sort of like, if you're kind of one of those rush aggro guys who uh, likes to swing with a bunch of different characters and they all are, you know, weaker, you can play that after, you can use that if they just say, okay, well, I'm not going to take it. You can play it after yeah. blockers are declared. I, I would yeah. spin up to yeah. level three. Yeah, I would definitely use this with the stupid two the uncommon two-faced because yeah. mine always lands on the 2-2 two -two side. Mine so is. I need all the help I can get to get That's fine. Uh -huh. yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and then the other one I I saw played, I think it was Jared who played it against me, and it was really interesting how it worked, but it's suffering and, sat and satisfaction. It's a two-cost basic action. It says target character die with affiliate with that affiliation. So choose an affiliation. Affiliation, yeah. Target character die with that affiliation gets plus two attack, and a different character die with that affiliation gets minus two attack. You may only use this action if two dice in the field zone have the same affiliation. Oh, Lordy, if you are playing a single affiliation team and you get that one character through, that's the... That's one of the greatest things to do is just that, to suck it from another character and mm -hmm. and add it to them. It, oh, I love it. I think mm. it's cool. And I guess, well, now that we're thinking here, you could put this with Trusted Friend and mm -hmm. use it that way. How yeah. about that? <laughs> See, I told you Trusted Friend is a good card. Oh, well. uh, Okay. <laughs> and then... The I didn't say it was great. I said it was good. <laughs> um, the other one that I have, um, before I get to the one that I actually, that I think is the coolest one is, uh, but the first one is Cowabunga. Uh, it's a four cost basic action. You have exactly one character die in the field zone. It gets plus four attack and overcrush until the end of turn. If you have more than one character dice in the field 
zone. Instead, all of your character dice get plus one attack. Um, this is just another one of those final push throughs. You have your board established and you just need that one extra mm-hmm. damage. Um, situational and kind of out of the box because yeah. you, got, you really have to have a team ready for this. Yeah, it's very situational. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So for the one that I think all of you, all you guys have been excited to talk to about is it's too big to fly, right? From I times. love that. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, okay. no I, mean, I don't know. Too big to fly, I think, okay. is interesting, but I think the the more interesting one is uh, is end of days. Um, but we can talk about it, too big well, to fly first. Too big to fly is again, it's another removal. So actually, let's go to end of days. So end of days is this is this is I think the only card that I know of that kind of does this kind of ability where each player chooses one of their active character dies and then you KO the rest. Yeah, I think this the is ultimate really cool board one. clear. I, I'm waiting for the day that you slot, slot this into some other crazy uh, Ultraman shenanigans I've heard of. Oh, I, I, I have ideas. I don't have to see. I actually just see it from you. I've seen it from you. Um, but even if but if you can get up to that six cost, that's pretty devastating. The, the, yeah, KO. the six cost is, especially in the prime format, is really kind of difficult because you, know you really want to buy your characters for six. Sometimes it's sometimes it's actually kind of good because if you whiff on certain rolls, you have the energy to buy it, so you'll want to buy it. Um, or you'll be able to buy it, that is. Um so it could be that one, you know, your opponent's this not going to want to buy it, so. it. Like, I think this is worth its six cost yeah. because this is a game ender. This, mm-hmm. uh, If you do it right, this this card will win you the game. Oh, just imagine how this would be with retaliation. I was, I was just about to say, let's not forget those KO abilities that yeah. can trigger off as well. Yeah. All, right. All right. So, guys, I love this discussion on prime basic actions. As you can see, we only have technically three sets right now. This list is only going to grow as the other sets come out because we do have reprints and stuff coming up. But so far, this is the ones we have. Um, let us know at home what you guys have been thinking of and trying for the Prime format um, and seeing what you've you've come up with. Because, I mean, we, we cover a good number of them, but there's probably a couple that we may have missed or you guys are like, oh, it's so good. Why, did get, why didn't you talk about that? So Yeah, sh- if, if there's one that we forgot to mention, let us know. Yeah, so shoot yeah, We sh- forgot about Too Big to Fly, yeah. but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, so shoot us an email at uh, doubleburst at KT data.net or leave it on our facebook page facebook.com forward slash facebook all right guys i am excited for our next segment because it's going to be another errata that okay guys we are here with the full crew we have steve the sage the ko king snuck in brown messiah ken pull and dr j hello gentlemen it is time for our and or are you our monthly errata that um and this one is a good one because I think this is one of the coolest looking die in the game. And according to Russ, people might not even know this card exists. It is the super rare Emma Frost from Uncanny X-Men. I think this was actually probably the first or second super rare I ever got in a draft. Oh, you're so lucky. Yeah, so, so lucky. Um, if you aren't fami- familiar with her, she's Emma Frost Hellfire Club. Hellfire Club. I awesome. like that subtext. Yeah, which is and she's a five cost fist, if I remember right. Shield, shield, shield. shield. really shield. Five Every, cost shield. Really, everything about this card is actually pretty good, except the ability. <laughs> I mean, she's yeah. got good stats, pretty good purchase cost. She's got the villain affiliation. The artwork's not bad. The dice is awesome. The yeah, dice looks awesome. X-Men affiliation. The yeah. abilities on all of them are just yeah. horrible. So this is her ability for a five cost. Whenever Emma Frost is damaged by a fist character. Redirect the first damage to her, to your opponent. So one damage. Why wouldn't you just use Cheetah? 
Well, it's also from Fist characters. Yeah. Yeah, Why wouldn't you just use Cheetah? You you put this on your team when you're planning on playing all Fist teams, which you can pretty much plan on that all the time, right? Yeah. You you know what your opponent's bringing. It's it's like these cards that are specific to, like, they counter turtle teams. It's like, why would I ever put that on my team? I'm never going to run into an all turtle team. I'm never going to run into an all fist team, or at least not most of the time. Yeah, well, according to the Facebook group, you always go all turtle, right? Or did I read that wrong? I, did someone say that? Yeah, somebody said that you you're supposed to go all turtle. That's that's what I read, right? Yeah, yeah I, no, think I think I read that I right. <laughs> that sounds it was sounds like a terrible idea. If it's the picture that I saw, yeah. Well, First of all, you might can't be. go all turtles, so <laughs> it's impossible. So you guys are missing the one that I think it's exactly like from the next set is Chocasta. But it's a four cost bolt that does twice as good. Oh yeah. No, it's it's not twice as good. It's it's infinitely better. <laughs> yeah. It does more than two damage. Yeah, and th- when we're talking about pre or post triple nerf nerfy nerf nerf nerf. Yeah. Yeah. Nerf. I mean they, they stomped her to the ground. Let's just say that. They did not. You can still make Jocasta work. Remember last week's Into- episode? I mentioned a combo that can win you the game. <laughs> she Emma Frost works. You just need a card that turns your opponent's characters into fist characters. Oh, they have those? <laughs> I want one of those. That that's the errata that it should get is add a global make target character a fist character. I, I think the best errata would just eliminate uh, the fist character part. So when Emma whenever Emma Frost is damaged by a character, redirect the first damage to her. To it, your opponent. Is that still worth the five cost? Oh, no. I don't, I don't think it yeah, is. I don't, I don't know, but it I makes it better. She's got pretty good stats. Maybe maybe that with her stats would be good. I mean, she's got she's got a pretty good stat line. Well, then you could also use that with, like, multiple uh, force blocks and something and force her to attack and force a couple, like, bunches. So I guess that would be the first damage per character, right? So then essentially in that in that sense, you would make it better. You would be one from each no, character. No, no, because it's the first time she's damaged by a fist character. So it, no, it's not no, the first time. Whenever, whenever. Oh, okay. No, Diego's right. So essentially, you're just taking one off from. It's one damage. They wrote it kind of a little bit weird. This is an odd yeah. question. Was this a counter to Hulk originally? It actually is a decent counter to Hulk yes. for Green Goliath, if you think about it. Um, it, it, it does kind of counter Green Goliath. Right? Right. Especially with her big, uh, she's a 5-6-7 defense, so it sort of makes sense. I mean, if he's if he's on his side that only deals two damage, it's going to take a lot of pings to get her out of the field. If he's on his side with three damage, it takes at least three pings to get her out of the field So on level one. So, I mean, she probably is an okay counter to, to Green Goliath, at least... Stopping him from clearing your entire field. Yeah. I've always wondered where she would work, and I think that's probably it. Something like a Hulk or something that's going to ping your characters more than once. I think I think a really good errata for her would just be to change it to redirect all the first damage from a Fist character from her to right, your opponent. that's what I would say. So instead of like one, if they attack with a strong Fist character, I can hit you for eight or whatever it might be. Yeah. Because then or, she works great with a force block or something, and she's got actual utility. And for a super rare, that would not be too overpowered. No, right. I, I agree. I think she's too niche right now, but you could have some fun with her and just change. I actually, if I could change the super rare, I'd put the OP. I actually like the OP of hers. 
Uh, which one's that? Uh, when Phil did you may pay a shield to replace opposing fist character with a sidekick from the opponent's used power? Ooh, that's nice Why speech. is she so against fist characters? I'm just questioning. I don't know. I was going to say that, we, that a good errata for her would be to use the art from that OP. <laughs> because it looks, it's so much better. It looks cool. <laughs> now I got I to gotta look this up. I'm, I'm, oh, totally, yeah, no, I'm art, totally down with that. Yeah. The OP art is way better than all the other art, than the other art for her. So why not just use that one? Instead? It's actually one of the best OP arts in because, the game. That's saying a lot because the original art is not bad. <laughs> no, it's not bad, but the OP is definitely better. Yeah, no, that that's a pretty, yeah, that's a pretty cool art, piece of art. Um, but my errata would just be get rid of the fist on all these cards. I, it's really weird that it's so targeted. So energy fist. specific. Like, you, why do you, do you think they did that? I, I wonder if early in early development in this game, they thought there would be more kind of like this energy versus this energy type of interactions where it kind of didn't evolve into that kind of field. But this was kind of one of those setting stones to get that. The first couple Marvel sets have that. You have that Thor that gets a plus four for each bolt character your opponent has. Oh, I love that. And you got the uh, Venom, the rare Venom that does that. So, I don't know. Maybe someone's played with this Emma Frost, but definitely, I just, everything turns me off with this with the one damage. Like, that's a five cost. I'm just going to ping you for one. For one. Yeah. Like I said, I can do so much more. Why wouldn't you just pick a cheetah at that point? (laughs) Jocasta. Well, a really good, I think a really good way to use her is you bring her max four and then buy all four of them and get them all in the field at once. And then fist characters aren't going to do anything at all to you. So you just have to find a way to budget 20 energy to buying all Are, are you all just trying to find dice. a reason to put this cool looking die onto your team? Because I have, I have, I have tried to find <laughs> reasons to put her on my team because well, the well, die is so cool. Yeah. Okay. So how, how about this errata that might make you better? So if you guys haven't paid attention to doubleburst.com, we, we have t- um, two of our fans, Mark and Lane, they have been making errata that cards for us. And they sent us a couple of this one. I, I just love, maybe this will cause you to want to put her on your team. Um, they've changed the ability to the first time each turn that Emma Frost is damaged, redirect all the damage to you, but doubled and send all your character dice to the use pile. So, I, so, wait, so, so you're do, <laughs> it's a so suicide. when she takes damage, you redirect all the damage from her to you? Yeah, and double it, and then move all your characters to the use pile. I bet Russ could find a way to make that work. <laughs> 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 or you just play a vicious struggle and block with her or something. Force, yeah. force block or something. I mean, that's an option. That's like super rare Hulk worthy right there. <laughs> you know, that's a really good way to start making the pizza global work for you. It gets you below yeah. 10 life real fast. Yeah. Um, I, I, okay, so joking aside, I, this is the one that I actually think I, I could see using is, so while active during your main step, take one die from your opponent's prep area or bag and then place it into their use pile. Think of how much disruption you could do just with, with her. And she's so hard to get rid of. It's like, it to so, me, that's worth the so five. I, I might even make her like a six or seven I'm, cost at that point. Why, why spoil the theme? Have have him do it to a fist character die. <laughs> so <laughs> remove a fist character die from your opponent's bag and put it in the use pile. <laughs> sure, that that may be a way to lock out a green Goliath. I would say if if we're gonna do that, may just give her iron will as well at that point. <laughs> So, you know, you can just keep doing it and you can just keep. No, no, no. You you do that, make it that a keyword for some weird keyword and then put Taskmaster on there because, yeah. What, what, <laughs> the, the ability that she needs is she needs like a, a Mr. Freeze ability only to freeze dice in the used pile. So like say select a die in your opponent's used pile, it can't move. And when your opponent reloads their bag, that die has to stay there. There's a way to do that. 
It's called Krang from Turtles. <laughs> you can freeze. It Don't all you day. remember that forty-minute game you played with Russ, where nothing happened? The great, the great thing about Krang is he's a seven-cost with similar stats as Emma Frost. <laughs> so I, I want to go back to that that was just briefly mentioned by Ken because I could really get into those globals that change the energy of a character. Imagine that on like a ring team or something. So you use any Dude. characters you want and <laughs> if, you change their energy. If you could target and change the energy that your opponent is able to use to buy something, like to to fully just change that and like have it hit the card would be insanely powerful. Oh, I, I, I would love it. Like, you know, because say somebody rolls all four shields and then they have a shield team, but then you're like, no, I want that to be a bolt. That would make yeah. you crossover characters. That would make those dice crossover characters so they'd have both. Or you, so would you it, turn would them it, into white lanterns <laughs> that they never get to purchase. So would it, would, it have a, would it have a global that converts the energy t- type or no, it, adds the energy it might, type? It might be an action die. So like kind of fl- how Flying Car and some of the other ones, you just place them on the cards. Oh, <laughs> that would be cool. A continuous action die that changes the energy type forever. That'd be oh, that awesome. Would be cool. Keep adding the different energies. So if someone brings their their one fist kobolds, you make it so that it costs them a fist, a mask, <laughs> a bolt, and a shield. That could also fit them. I mean, that could also fit thematically because Emma Frost is what she's a telepath. Or no, she's not a telepath, but she's she can read minds and stuff like that. Or she can don't look at me, man. I, oh, I'm losing. I may be butchering my ex. She could convince yeah. the kobolds they're different energy types. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'd be an awesome counter to her ring. Ken's playing his bolt ring apocalypse and all this sudden those are all fists yeah. you, you yeah. also want to know what yeah. it makes better it also makes ken's satchel team better <laughs> <Or continuous action. laughs> all right so uh we've kind of we've kind of talked about how we can improve it any way you want to try and make it worse i i would change the fist to uh like crossover characters so it only works on white lanterns there you go <laughs> well white lanterns or what ifs yeah I would, I would, um, I would change her stat line to match the five cost Sandman from Spider Man. Tops, tops out, out of three, tops two. out of three, three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I spent five energy and it tops out of three, three. Yeah. Instead of fist, what if it? Instead of anything, something new to the game, it, it looks at the color stripes. So, super rare characters. The first time she's damaged by a super rare fist character. Yeah. Redirect one damage. How, how about we just go cross uh, cross universe? The first time she is damaged by a super rare flash, then the first damage to your opponent. I thought he was unblockable. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. <laughs> you could you could make her better and worse at the same time and says anytime she's blocked by super rare Hulk. <laughs> you you call shield characters. <laughs> I think a good a good errata for her would to say whenever she's damaged by a fist character, redirect the first damage from her to you instead of your opponent. Because that would just be that would make it worse, I think. What would make it really yeah. good is... Nah, it's a vicious it, struggle. <laughs> play with the basic action, pick your battles. That would be awesome. Wait, Why? Why? Because they would block it with a shield character. You've made Ken speechless. I've never seen this happen. <laughs> I might also errata it to make her a brunette instead of a blonde. Because that's my style. Your wife's a brunette, isn't she? Yeah. Okay. Just a little bit of the inner psyche of Dr. J right there. (laughs) (laughs) 
What about the gloves? Don't you like the gloves? <laughs> <laughs> I dig the gloves, man. Um, I'm trying to figure out how this shield character would work on this ring shield team I'm working on after that segment that we had. <laughs> yeah, so it uh, wouldn't. <laughs> so uh, before we go totally off the rails, um, we'd like to hear what you guys, how would you guys errata this Emma Frost? Or did you know? Like I'm, 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 I'm genuinely curious if you guys knew that this card existed prior to the segment. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst, because everybody thinks I'm going to say the wrong thing again. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear if anyone's actually used this. It was my son's first super rare, and he's like, I got the worst super rare in the game. No, you didn't. No, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. No. We've but, eroded like five other ones that are worse than her. <laughs> but I... I really think the only time you'd really use her, if, if Hulk was heavy here, I might pull it out just to see just how to it see how, yeah, see. Or if you're in a casual event that's got and like all mono energy type and you think you might run into some fist teams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let us know, guys. Thank you so much. It's always a blast to talk to you guys about anything Dice Masters. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. Did we miss out on any prime basic actions that you plan on using? Or how would you errata the super rare Emma Frost? Let us know by shooting an email at to doubleburst at ktdata.net or leaving it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Of course, check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe. It's free. And really cool articles that we have there. And of course, our FAQ, which we'll be uplo- updating pretty soon. If you guys have any updates, let us know too with email or on our Facebook page. Big thanks to Game Haven Sandy for giving us a place to record. If you guys live in Utah, make sure you check them out. And if not, check them out online at yourgamehaven.com. They have an amazing Dice Masters single store. Of course, thank you for all of you for listening. We appreciate it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Mm-hmm.